Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio, no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a Carpaccio. They like Carpaccio. On WGR. I make a Capaccio for you. Sports Radio 550. All right, it's interesting to think, for me anyway, to think about our conversation yesterday with Sal when Bulldog brought out sort of a a theory like would the Bills or could the Bills promote Bobby Babbage to defensive coordinator, maybe to protect him uh, from other teams or just what. And today we have the announcement that he will be defensive coordinator as Zach just went over in sports. Whether he calls plays remains to be seen. We bring on Sal Capaccio. And Sal, maybe you could confirm that, just like um, whether it's not known and just when in, in the course of time here, might, if ever, we expect McDermott to sort of talk about, reveal what he would like to do in terms of the play calling. I've attempted to find out. Really, no one has that answer right now, um, at least that they're willing to reveal or share or whatever. But uh, so we probably wouldn't know that until around the combine, unless there's a report that comes out before that. But generally, that's the time where things like this might get you know kind of revealed We'll see. And guys, honestly, like I was thinking about it, maybe Sean McDermott doesn't quite know yet. Maybe. And what I mean by that is not that, well, we don't know, but remember last year, I thought it was interesting that McDermott said, you know, his plan was to call the defense, but he even said in camp, hey, like if I'm not, if this isn't going well, I'll I'll hand it off to somebody. Well, maybe that's happening. Maybe it's one way or the, maybe it's, hey, we're not planning on it, but it, it could very well happen. I don't know that. Because we don't know yet what the exact plan is, but we do know that he has the title of defensive coordinator, Bobby Babich, that is. And this is a guy who's been with, like, lay out his career in Buffalo, right? He comes here with McDermott, so he's been, like, he's an OG on this staff with, with Sean McDermott. And mm-hmm. his pathway to this, like, every position he's touched has been kind of, he's, he's had kind of a magic touch, right? Yeah, for sure. So he came to the Bills in 2017 under Sean McDermott with his dad, Bob Babich. Now, people may know the name Bob Babich and know that he was a, a coach for the Bills, um, but I don't know if people know like Bob Babich was very highly regarded throughout his coaching tenure. This is Bobby's dad, obviously. Bob Babich was the defensive coordinator for the Bears when they actually went to the Super Bowl one year. Uh, they had Devin Hester and those guys, but Brian Urlacher. And the reason I, I brought up Hester because he had the return that might have been why I brought him opening kickoff, right? Bob Babich is, yeah, that's right. Bob Babich is uh, senior. He actually presented Brian Urlacher for induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's how respected he was by Brian Urlacher to have been chosen for that. So this is a very deep rooted coaching family. And Bobby Babich started coaching at a young age. He was a grad assistant 
back in 2006. Now you think about that, right? He's only 40 years old, and he's been pretty much a lifer in football and even in the NFL. He goes to the Carolina Panthers in 2011, and there's the connection there. You know, later on with McDermott, he stays there for a couple years, goes to the Browns. He's there. I think his dad was also there uh, for a little while. If you guys remember, when the Bills signed Jordan Poyer, they talked about how he had been with the Cleveland Browns. There was some familiarity with a couple guys on staff. They knew who Poyer was and thought that, you know, they really could bring him in. He could do some things for the Bills. So Babbage then goes to back to the college game. He's at Florida International for a year. And then he comes on board with the Bills when Sean McDermott gets hired. He's an assistant DB's coach. He gets moved to the full-time safeties coach. In his time as a safeties coach, one year they had two All-Pros in the entire roster. Those two All-Pros were this guy's position, right? That's Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. His dad, who's a linebacker's coach, retires. Bobby gets that job. And I actually was looking up this today. I remember Bill's fans, people on social and other places, complaining about nepotism when he was hired as the linebacker's coach. And I'm like, well, he's a good coach. I mean, he does have the same name as his dad, but he's put his time in. And he's been here for a while. And he gets the job there. The first year under him, Matt Milano becomes an All-Pro. The next year under him, Tremaine Edmonds has his best season. He gets paid in free agency. This year, Terrell Bernard has the season that we all know he had. So, yeah, I agree. I think he's at what he's touched as a position coach has really worked out. And I think he deserves you know this opportunity somewhere. And obviously in Buffalo, yeah. and keeping him in the building is, is really nice. Yeah, so he's either an excellent teacher and communicator or just one of the luckiest coaches who's ever lived. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, – and you know, like Terrell Dodson um, put a post out today just like saying how much he's, – he said he's the best coach I've ever had, totally deserves this. Like I couldn't tell you how much he's taught me. And those things matter, and I think you know they matter to a guy like Sean McDermott who wants teachers on his staff, right? That's very important, the communication skills that he brings. And it is funny that you say, you guys, to start this, how you know he's been – what you say, Mike? An OG coach with the Bills, right? With McDermott, I did. Yeah, right. How much have we heard about? How much have we heard about over the last couple of years of coaches exiting this staff? Well, they must have a problem with Sean McDermott, and oh my God, there, there's a lateral move here, a guy left there. I mean, coaching attrition happens in every organization, and I always like to point out there are quite a few guys who've been here for like six, seven years now, six, five years. You know, Sean McDermott didn't have everybody he wanted his first year. He has Dennison as his offensive coordinator. He has Danny Crossman as his special teams guy. A couple of guys had to be changed out because you're, you're getting your first job. But, I mean, really, since 2018, 2019, there's been a lot of guys, including Babbage, including his dad who was here and retired, including Kelly Skipper. Um, you know, he brought Eric Washington in a few years ago. Like, there's a lot of guys on this staff who've actually been here for quite a while. Rob, Rob Boris has been here since the beginning. He's the tight ends coach. So I, I just I never bought into the... Oh, well, all these people love to leave McDermott. I mean, what about all the people that have stayed for this long? Rob Boris, by the way, as well, was on that Bear staff you mentioned uh, a while ago. Yeah, that's with right. Bob Babbage Sr., Ron Rivera uh, as well, under Lovey Smith. Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. You know, and for me, like I don't have a list of questions about style or anything like that. That'll all just sort of come out as we get to know this guy better, hear him talk. One thing, though, that I think is unavoidable is they'll have some really different personnel. Like, the Bills can go Mm -hmm. in a few different ways with, you know, safety, of course, uh, the defensive line most prominently, probably. So that'll be interesting to watch here. With the limitations that exist in terms of the salary cap, uh, just what kind of player movement we see. 
Yeah, for sure. Look, I, I do think the safeties will be different. We we heard Brandon Bean talk about getting younger at some positions. I think that's a clear indicator that you know safety would be the top of that list where they have a couple of guys in their you know mid thirties basically with Poyer, Micah Hyde, and Micah Hyde's contract is up. They can save some money moving on from Poyer. We'll see how all that goes. So that's probably right. Taylor Rapp is also, by the way, a free agent. So is Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis, You can get right. guys back. I, I would say at defensive tackle, I want to see how this plays out, defensive line even, because, yes, I do think on the ends, I don't know, it would probably cost a lot to get Leonard Floyd back. Let's see. He had a really nice year. He might get paid somewhere for another one-year deal. Even A.J. Epinesa, right? I mean, those two guys probably a little tougher to keep. But I look at guys like Shaq Lawson. Tim Settle, Linval Joseph, even Daquan Jones. I don't think it takes a ton to retain guys like that. Even Daquan, with the nice season he had, he's coming off the injury. I don't think you have to go out and over, you know, really overpay for these guys. Shaq Lawson's a great example. He's a nice player. He fits in, and yet he's been a free agent each of the last few years, and you bring him back late for a one-year deal. That's what you do with a lot of these guys. So whether it's a Shaq, uh, Jordan Phillips, who even talked about maybe retiring, but we'll see. Shaq, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. If you don't re-sign them... You're probably just resigning guys just like them anyway, to be quite honest with you. So I don't know how much turnover there really will be there, although right now it appears as though they're pretty depleted. You can probably get several of those guys back. Yeah, the the edge is the big one there, right? And, right. And pass rush specifically. Lawson, Lawson serves a purpose. He fits a role, but you're not you're not expecting you know lots of hurries and lots of pressures probably from him. That's more Epinesa and Rousseau and Von Miller and – Boy, like Epinesa is the youngest of that bunch, and I mean that, those could be big shoes to fill. Like at least even in the rotation that they, they, they like to use, a lot hinges on what they would expect Miller to be able to give them. Yeah, like Floyd was a godsend I agree with that. this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, it'd be nice to get Leonard Floyd back. I don't know what kind of money he's going to command after the year he had, and you know, he was so late in the market last year, he just didn't sign yeah. anywhere, right? So, and he had a really nice year before that, so. It's kind of funny. The guy's like one of the top, you know, sacks in the league over the last few years. It's pretty amazing that, you know, it waited that long last year and they finally got him. So I agree. And A.J. Epinesa is a tough one. I think that's an up-and-coming type of player. You probably look – some team out there will probably want to pay him a little more. And that'll be really, you know, tough for the Bills to keep. So you might have to move on there. Um, and then you go back to, you know, Mike, how you said that the style will be different. The style might not be different. The personnel will. I agree. Like, this is going to be Sean McDermott's defense, right? We know that. It's going to be his philosophy, and I think a lot will determine be determined by who does call the plays, but I can't imagine some real big change in philosophy from this year. Now, I do think they had a bit of a change last year where they were a little more aggressive and they were a little bit more attacking, and you know, in the secondary especially. Um, so, But I don't think that part of it is going to change from Sean McDermott to Bobby Babbage, regardless of who's calling plays. Curious for your opinion on what Ben Johnson did, the Detroit offensive coordinator not taking the job in Washington. Apparently, this is two years in a row where he could have become a head coach and chose not to. Uh, This leaves Washington perhaps in a precarious situation where they maybe have to, well, they have to do something else. Um, How about this move by Johnson or non-move? Where was he going to be hired last year? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't. I just know that it's been said that he could have been okay. head coach last year, too. I can find out. Yeah, maybe maybe he went through that process last year and kind of this was his year for it. I Look, you never know the reasons why people decide against something like that or for something like that, right? I mean, remember when 
Matt Rule was going to get the job with the Jets, and they wanted him, but Matt Rule, but they wouldn't let him hire his own staff, and they had to keep a bunch of guys. He's like, I'm not doing it, and I kind of respect that, right? Like, hey, if you're going to hire me, i got to pick the people i got to work with mm-hmm. at, at the coaches. So you never know. What I would say is this, though. It really reminds me, in a lot of ways, of – I'd have to say be careful. Ben Johnson wants to be a head coach. It doesn't, it doesn't guarantee him anything next year. This reminds me maybe of Lou Anarumo. Lou Anarumo was the hot guy last year. He was the guy. Like, he's going to get a head coaching job. We hear nothing about him anymore. Like, there was nothing about him getting a head coaching yeah. job. And that defense wasn't as good. So there is no guarantee the Lions are next year going to have the same kind of season they had this year, and suddenly Ben Johnson's name is going to be the hot candidate. So, hey, I mean, it's his decision, whatever, and for whatever reason he made it. Now, there were reports that he priced himself out. And that's just a shame. What are you doing? If you want a head coaching job, do you have to your, your first time head coaching job? That's on the agent. That's on him. But I just would be very careful if you really want one. It does not guarantee anything. I think you know Lou Anarumo. It's kind of funny to me that there was nothing about him this year. Yeah, right. If you were Washington, would you rather have who might be the best available offensive assistant on the market? Bobby Slowick could be that guy. He's interviewed for jobs or Mike Vrabel. They have the number two pick. It's a Interesting debate that people have in in the NFL, whether it's necessary. And we know there are examples, including the Bills, where a defensive coach has won a lot of games. But, um, you know, Vrabel, proven coach of the year winner defense, Mm -hmm. though. So slow it said he was going back to Houston. Now, is he back in the mix, do we think? Has that been reported? I haven't seen that. I don't know that Washington either, but, you know, he might be. I, if, sure, sure. I mean, is Belichick even back in the mix? I don't know. Right. Like, is that a guy that they yeah. could pivot to? I thought about that. To answer your question, I think I'd rather have a young, offensive-minded coach like Bobby Slowick. Uh, as much as I respect Mike Vrabel and what he's done, I think that that would kind of represent kind of the same kind of program you've had in Washington. Washington needs something fresh. They have new owners with a lot of money. They're going to spend. They have the number two pick. They're going to probably get Drake May as their new quarterback. They have some parts there. I'd I'd pair him up with a young up and coming coach. I think that's the kind of, you know, freshness and vibe that they need. Me too. And it might be tough to put a staff together at this point if you're especially yeah. if you're looking for an offensive coordinator, you know. We've seen the Bills move on Brady and now Babbage pretty quickly teams doing that uh, filling their spots. I really wonder what Seattle's up to, right? I mean, Washington all along I think it was presumed they're not interested in Belichick. They're they're circling around this Ben Johnson. And now that he's you know decided not to do it, I, I understand why they're in a holding pattern. Seattle, I mean, I don't know what what then they they fired Pete Carroll the same day we learned about Belichick, right, or right around the same time, maybe it was the same day as Vrabel earlier. Um, but yeah, so it's been a while, and I I wonder what I wonder what the holdup there is. So now I think Mike McDonald might be in a nice position here. I think that Seattle and Washington are interested in Mike McDonald, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So maybe he can kind of you know play both of them and see where that goes. And yep. what happened to Dan Quinn in Seattle? Did that just fall off the earth? I mean, I don't know. That was supposed to be like the, the early thing. Maybe they pivot right. back to Dan Quinn. I'm not really sure. But I think Mike McDonald's in a nice position now. I heard that they were big French vanilla uh, Quinn, French vanilla, like favorite food, favorite dessert kind of thing. And they just crossed him off the board after hearing that. Just disqualified. <laughs> you think something so harmless is going to mean nothing, but then can really change your life. Okay. And then, and by the way, on that note, Josina Anderson, I'm just reading. She, I was just on looking up Dan Quinn note. when I said that. <laughs> yeah, on the French vanilla note. She reported uh, that Dan Quinn completed his follow-up interview with the Washington Commanders. So, obviously, he is a... 
candidate there, which I don't understand. I mean, I think that I don't think he did anything special with that defense. He had a couple of nice players who had nice years. I mean, but I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't doesn't. I I'd rather go back to Lou Amaruno to be honest with you. Total collapse in the playoff game. Shocking yeah. loss. Thank you, Sal. All right, guys. All right, that's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Ross Tucker on the championship games and also probably some coaching developments here coming up just after 5. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.